Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. What else I can't hear myself. What? Are we turned up? Are we... What? What the hell is going on? Well, I can hear you, so you just sound insane over there. Oh, hang on. <laughs> there we go. I had plugged into the wrong machine. It happens to the best of us. Now I've got radioactive poisoning. <laughs> is that a thing? I think that's how that works. Yeah, that's how Superman got his powers. That's how that's how you become the, the lamest superhero, superhero electronics man. <laughs> It's just your ability to change the clock on microwaves Without looking easily. at a manual. Wow, what a skill to have. We, You know what? We got new appliances when we renovated our house last year, two years ago, whatever that was. Neither one of us can figure out how to set the clock on the microwave. Ooh. It's brutal. Like there's not even, you know how there's a little clock, I don't know, icon on, mo- it doesn't even have that. So, Ooh, wow, it's been horribly wrong now for almost two years. That would drive me nuts. Oh, I take it makes great, me bonkers. I take great pride in syncing up all of my things at the same time. I sit there and I count down. Like, do you, you watch your phone or something? Yeah. And as soon as it changes, you... I, to the second, I get it. Huh. I will say the greatest advancement in technology... There's been a couple really good ones. Um, when you have to put, get like, you text a, a code is texted to you. You have to, like, if you're putting in banking information. Yeah, yeah. And now that iPhones, it just automatically comes up, so you don't have to memorize the code or copy and paste it. It's just an option to put it in. And uh, my car has a thing where it it changes the time automatically. Nice. I don't know how. I don't get the science behind it, but I do not have to change the clock in my car. It's just perfect all the time. My vehicle does that too, but it was changing it in the wrong month. Like, I don't know what was—I had to turn that option off. I don't know. I think you just need to drive your truck into a river at this point. God, fingers crossed. I hope I shouldn't be saying this. I'm not going to say it. Because one day when it does get stolen, (laughs) this will come up in a court of law. And they'll be like, remember that one time Garner said he wishes his truck would get stolen? Oh, yeah. It'd be used against you. It would be used against me. Okay. So I did not say that. Good. So this is inadmissible in a court of law. Take my word for it. I'm a lawyer. Perfect. I had the marks. Excellent. Well, I didn't really, but... So you missed the the monthly staff meeting yesterday, I noticed? I did. At lunch? I did indeed. Wow. You had important things going on? I'm Uh, a busy man. Lots of appointments. It was actually fun. It was a good, the meeting portion of it was, well, I missed most of the meeting portion. I just came in for the lunch and the games. They had games yesterday, Bryce. Wow. One of them. So the company we work for owns Sportsnet, Rogers Media. We work for Rogers Sports and Media. Mm-hmm. What a company. And what, uh, they had the, around. you know, the goalie net with the, uh, it's got like a, I don't know, like 
how do I describe it? It's like an electronic goalie net. It's got a front on it, and then it's divided into five or six squares. Oh, okay, yeah. And you, they had that set up in the parking lot in the pouring rain, I'll add. Nine degrees in pouring rain, yeah. And um, I was out there just ripping clappers at it. <laughs> did you break it? I did. Although the... Uh, so mo- what you did is you got 40 seconds to light it up as many times as you could. Like you had to hit the squares that were lit on the board and they keep changing. Mm-hmm. And you have 40 seconds to do that. I think I got six in 40 seconds, which is pretty good. Is it? It's better than everybody else was doing. Or oh, did you most- win that? No, I didn't. Because in the end, it didn't It didn't matter how many you got. It's just, did you take part? Oh, then- I hate that. There needs to be winners <laughs> and losers here. So- I took part, so I got a I got a ballot to put in the draw box. I did not win the draw, but I was out there, and they've got that plastic. I think what happens now is a lot of hockey parents buy this. It's like a sheet of plastic you put yeah. on. What's it called? It mimics ice somehow. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I was uh, I was doing wristers. I that's how I was. That's how I got so many in forty seconds. The accuracy of my wrist shot. But there's a crowd of people watching me do this, and there were oohs and ahs. He's good. Like, that's what I imagine they were saying. But then I tried to rip a clapper. Like, oh, I. No. Oh, oh, oh. That's a bold move. I missed the puck completely. Oh, no. I was going to say I the worst thing would be fan on. I fanned on a shot in front of my coworkers, and now nobody can make eye contact with me. Was, missing a slap shot and like uh, a golf. If you swing oh, yeah. and miss the ball, that's, that's shameful. That's tough. Yeah. Like when you do that at a driving range, Oof. you have to pretend like you start looking at your club like something was wrong with the club. You're like, what? Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm right handed. Unbelievable. Yeah. These, these drivers, these clubs ball. are left handed. No <laughs> wonder. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, fe- I think in 40 seconds, I would have been upset with less than 20. No. That's the kind of accuracy I'm ripping. No. It was, I think, for the most part, I think the person that I saw that got the most in 40 seconds was, it might have been Robbie from that other show. He got eight. I, I think crush he, it. You think so? I know so. Wow. I'm so oh, blindly confident in this. I got to tell you this one part, too. One of the sales guys here went to his car and got his own stick. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. He didn't let, and he's left-handed too, but he did, I had to use the staff left-handed stick. I didn't get to use his special, I don't know what his stick was. They're expensive though, aren't they? They are. The sticks are really expensive yeah. now. Uh, we played in a golf tournament last summer and in one of the holes, they had a setup of shooting pucks at targets, I think, or in the net. And uh, I was in the lead of that for a while. And there were pro hockey players at this thing. Uh, so you're better than an NHL pro? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I could have made the show if I had tried. Yeah, well, you know, could have won a prize awesome. had you shown up for our staff <laughs> meeting yesterday. Maybe it's best I didn't. Oh, yeah. I've been walking out of there clean in house. <laughs> yeah. Throwing elbows. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! You know what Lube City needs to get? When you go in there and you get an oil change, they have to have a spot where they could devote one of the lanes in there, one of the service lanes, to just one of those hockey nets with that plastic thing. And then oh, while you're good. getting your oil changed, you just rip, rip cla- clappers. Yeah. Yeah. Work on your sauce, as the kids say. <laughs> oh, my God. That was humiliating. <laughs> Fan on a slap shot. 
In Lube City, they wouldn't judge you for it. Oh, no, not one bit. They would pretend they didn't see it. Or they'd come over and they'd be like, hey, man, uh, let me give you a tip. That stick is broken. That's Here's a better stick. That one was garbage. <laughs> That's the kind of people that work at Lube City. And they stroke your ego. Yeah. Yeah, so not only do you get your oil changed, you get an ego stroke, too. Perfect. So if you're wondering where all this magic... And I'm not saying they have the hockey nets and the hockey sticks and stuff. I'm just saying that, hey, if you... I don't know. You're looking for something that sets you apart from the other oil changes. Maybe you should do that. It's pretty good. Don't fall into that pit, though, because that would be... Put some of that fake plastic ice over that pit. Yeah. Anyway, so if you're wondering where Lube City is, just go online. Go to lubecity.ca. There's probably one near you because they got 27 locations in Alberta. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. The whole world continues to be fascinated by the sub down at the Titanic right now. As what of, if you're listening five years from now and maybe things didn't... Oh, you already know the outcome? So where we sit in this current time and space... My fingers are crossed. We don't know yet. There's about, like, what, 24 hours or so left before they're out of oxygen? This is going to be spectacular, though, if they pull this off. If they can pull this off. It's a big if. Let's yeah. be real. It's a big if. But if they do, ooh, it would be high on the list of the most impressive rescues. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Somebody just texted and said, when a submarine ruptures, the fittings and pipes give way as the intense water pressure crushes the hull. Similar to the process of crushing an egg or a lemon, in your fist, all the people inside would die within seconds. Happy summer solstice. They actually ended the text that way. Yeah, it would be, as grim as it is to think about, it would be over very fast if that's what indeed happened. Somebody else said, what I don't understand about the submarine story is how they, how they could not be found yet if the one guy is a billionaire like you literally have unlimited resources, unless on the darker side of the things, the family is just waiting out the air supply to take their inheritance. Kaylee, well, Kaylee, that's dark. But <clears throat> limited resources doesn't mean you can just sort of part the seas and snatch that sub up from wherever it lies. And I hope they're still alive, but there's like next to no time left to pull this off. We're into the final hours. And this is not like, you know, that documentary where Matt Damon got stranded on Mars. He had time. He was able to recycle his oxygen. He had the luxury of time to grow potatoes in his own dookie. There is not a lot of time left for the submarine people if they're still alive. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody texted a few minutes ago. Actually, several people texted and said, uh, stop feeding the trolls, man. I can't help it some days. Some days I just can't bite my tongue. We're not feeding the trolls. It's um, it's everywhere right now. All these people kind of dancing on the grave of these people in the submarine saying, oh, they're rich. They're, they knew the risks. They're it's, billionaires. It's let their the, fault. Let's see, take the billionaires. And it's just a weird perspective to take on... It is. Yeah, they Five did. Five human lives. They did take their chances. They did. But it's, you can't just go, mm, well. No, you, you take your chances <laughs> going snowboarding in the mountains. You take exactly. your chances driving your car to work. like, And yeah, hope that if something goes wrong, maybe somebody will. Obviously, when you go in a submarine and you're going to go touring the Titanic, the risk of that is greater than you heading out to sunshine. 
for a day of snowboarding. And you also can't be surprised that this story is getting a lot of attention. Oh, there's so many other deaths that don't. Well, this one takes place at the site of one of the biggest tragedies in the last hundred years. It's kind of tragedy upon tragedy. And we're we're living this one in real time. They they could be alive right now, but there's 24 hours. Like we all know, there's a ticking clock on this. Like it's yeah. it's a very different kind of story. Anyway, uh, let me grab this. Hi. Hi. Hello. I was just listening to you guys talking about the. Uh, that uh, group that is in the ocean somewhere. Oh, yeah, the, the missing uh, apparently people. Apparently, the one guy, he's a multi-millionaire, and it's his 19-year-old son that's with them. Yeah, it is a father and son. Co- I think they're maybe from Pakistan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, just thought I'd clear that one up. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I think everybody on that sub is rich. I think. Yeah, 250 grand per ticket. Yeah. They're doing all right, but that doesn't mean that it's you can just slough off the deaths. And, you know, on another, well, somewhat related topic, still to this very day, my all-time favorite piece of live TV coverage was when they pulled those Chilean miners out of the ground. I didn't go to sleep that. I stayed up until they were all out of the ground. And... I'm hoping for the same thing here. It was, uh, it's not looking good. No. But the whole Chilean miner thing, like that was a triumph of, that was a combination of brilliant minds coming together and solving a very complex problem. Yeah. It it was the same thing with the, uh, the Thai cave rescue. Yeah. There's documentaries on that where... You know, it was horrifying. Yeah, those boys got stuck in that cave, and you could slough it off the same way, saying they should have known that these caves flood. But the rescue effort, the people that put in the effort to save them, it's wild yeah, what they, they did. They brought together, like, you know, these people who use their expertise and their creativity. Like, there's no handbook on how to do this. And they pulled off an absolutely insane rescue that makes my hands sweat thinking about it. Yeah. Like, they had to drug these boys, knock them out completely, zip-tie their hands together. Behind their backs. And swim them out because they didn't want them waking up in, like, a confined space and freaking out. So, I don't know. It's not looking good, but what if? Yeah, what if? There is that, there's still a chance. Yeah. Still a chance. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Think about this for a second. What if all of a sudden something happened on the International Space Station? Would they just go, eh, not my problem? Do you think they would just leave people up there? Kind of seems that a lot of people think that would be the case. No, they would try and save them. Yeah, they would. I don't know what they'd do. God, you know what I was thinking about? Do you remember a few years ago, Red Bull did the thing where the guy in the suit... Oh, yeah, he jumped out at the edge of space. Could that be a way to get out of the International Space Station if you had to? Or is it up too high? I think it's up too high. You'd just end up floating around? I think you'd uh, float around or you would uh, not have a good time coming through the uh, ozone layer there. Oh, there's that problem too. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's been a while since I've worked in science. I don't think 100% of you would make it back. No. Anyway, we're just talking about crazy rescues now. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. I was just um, listening to you chat about the submarine and the rescues, and I was thinking yesterday, like, when I first heard about this story, like, 
just kind of chalked it up to another tragedy. And then I remember the little baby Jessica in the well. Baby Jessica stuck in the well. Yeah, they got right. her out. Yeah, we watched her however long it was, like days. I was little, but I still remember. God, don't you just love a good rescue story? Yes. What's your name? Rachel. Okay, Rachel, thank you. Do you remember that? Not really. What, what year were you born? 87. Oh, this might have been, oh, 86 or 87. I don't know. It was probably 87. You were too little. But do you remember the story of the little toddler? She fell down an abandoned well that was like this big around. Oof. On her, I don't know, her property somewhere in Texas. And they carried it live on TV. They got her out, but she was stuck down there for like two or three days. Oof. Whew. That was a good one. My favorite still is that Thai cave rescue from a few years ago. Yeah, that one was bonkers. There's a documentary on Disney+. Plus. It's called The Rescue. And they talk to a lot of the people that actually did the saving. They talk to everybody except the boys who were saved. Yeah. And there was a lot that went on with that one that we didn't realize. And it is horrifying. I never watched the documentary, but I listened to a podcast all about it. It is terrifying what they had to do to save those kids. It was like the the divers that went in and out repeatedly to because they had to swim these... They had to drug them. They had to drug the kids. They had to knock them out. They had to put the masks on their face and hope that they would stay there. And then they had to bind their hands behind their back in case they woke up partway through the rescue so they wouldn't panic and rip their their masks, their masks off. off. Yeah. Wow. If you were going to put together your top five all-time best rescues, would that be your number one? That's my number one. I think it might be mine. That and the Chilean cave rescue. I like that one as well. Although, don't sleep on baby Jessica in the well. That's a good one. And here's hoping that we will see a rescue with this submersible. It's The odds aren't great. No, it's not looking good. But can you imagine? I mean, that Thai cave one, I think, because what was there, 11 or 12 people they had to save? Yeah. And they said if they saved, were able to save one using the method they used, it would have been a miracle. Yeah, but they got them all. But they got them all, so it could happen. Yeah. Ooh. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, perhaps what we should do here is we should switch gears a little bit and talk about, you know, that one time you had to be rescued, your survival story. This came in a few minutes ago. I don't know who this is from. It just says, there's a giant pipe spanning the ravine in Hermitage Park. We used to run across it. My buddy Mitch got halfway across. Then he got spooked and laid down on the pipe. The fire department had to come. That was 30 plus years ago. None of us has let him live it down to this day. He cried and cried. It was a great day. Ah, poor Mitch. I don't know if I'm going to put Mitch having to be rescued from, you know, on top of the ravine pipe in Hermitage Park in my top five all-time favorite rescues, but uh, it's a good one. Let's discuss your survival story. Have you ever had to be rescued from somewhere or something? These stories are my crack. When I start reading or watching a survival story, I lose all track of time. I get invested. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Did you ever have to be rescued from somewhere? This one just came in a few minutes ago. It says, does running out of gas on a sea-doo in the middle of a lake count as a rescue story? Why, yes, it does. Uh, Les goes on to say, this was a couple of years ago at Sylvan. I ran out right in the middle of the lake on kind of a dreary, miserable day, so not a lot of traffic. 
I bobbed around out there for three hours before someone came by. Ugh. Like, what do you do for three hours when you're just straddling a sea dew that has no gas in it? What did you do the whole time, Les? Do they tow you back or do you just sort of do you sink that sea dew in the lake and just forget you ever owned it? How does that work? Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.